This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Youth Baseball Talk. Only on lineupmedia.fm. Now your host, Jim Cromer. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of Youth Baseball Talk, brought to you by the Rope Trainer. As John Smoltz says, everyone should have one from big leaguers to little leaguers. So make sure you check out theropetrainer.com. The great, uh, I, I, I guess I could call it an invention. Would you call it an invention? Yeah. It's, it's Innovative invention? It's, it's a good invention. Yeah. You know, I, the, the, the most interesting thing I get from people is they are floored when they checked out the video and, and some of the information that came with it versus the towel drill. Because that was the very first thing I used to get was, well, I can just do the towel drill. And then they kind of explained to you the, the one issue with the towel drill. Now, you know, I'm sure being my age, I think we all did the <laughs> towel drill a little bit. Yeah. But I can tell you, I sure wish I had this. And then the more data they get back and the more guys they get this in their hands, the actual feel of the baseball and the change that it makes in the, in the, in the body. It, it just, you know, it's a great thing. And like I said, my hope for them and, and for everybody is that, you know, just as we see a lot of Jaeger bands and bullpens mm-hmm. all over America, we're starting to see you're, more you're gonna see this. You're yeah. going to see this in bullpens. Good stuff. Um, and, again, great people, Earl Perrin, Chris Verna, mm-hmm. and, of course, John Smoltz. Uh, again, these are just guys that have put together a wonderful, wonderful opportunity for people to really address this arm problem and try to do it the right way as well, and not to mention the training aspect of it as well. So great stuff. And, uh, again, we encourage you to check them out at theropetrainer.com. Oh, can't forget – our man Kurt McNabb, who brings us yep. the rope report every week, does a great job with dirtbag baseball. Um, you know, just a guy that loves the game and is passionate about it. We can't have enough of those guys. Speaking of those guys, welcome back, my partner, Crime Spiker Helms. What's up? It is great to be back. I it's great to, to have you I, back. I, I, mean, I listened to the episode with Kevin Wilson, and it was dynamite. The guy just brought brought the fire. He's and good stuff. And I was I was sitting there. I was like, oh, I'd ask this question. Mm-hmm. Oh, dang it, I can't. <laughs> Hey, bud, you can't critique if you're not here, okay? That's uh, all right. That's all right. But I mean, we you know I'm running, I'm running the I'm running the social media. I'm doing I'm doing all the same time. I got no help. The here. best the best the best question you had was the launch angles, and I was really interested to hear his his answer. Yeah. And when he came back and he he said, you know what, um, my my little guy. I'm I'm not worried about his launch angle. I'm worried about his contact. Like, let's worry about contact, yeah. and then we'll get to the launch yeah. angles. Yeah. I mean, it's. You know, I, I saw Travis Kerber. I know we're all we're both big yep. fans of Travis. Um, you know, like he says, uh, you know, because people people freak out a lot about things they don't understand or change. That's what I've always mm-hmm. found. I, you know, I'm sure you as well, being in your capacity with being really responsible for so many young men and families. It seems like change and 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 things that are different or that we don't understand are the things we get the most defensive about. And Travis, I, you know, who always comes out with a good tweet every night. I mean, all the time he comes up with good stuff. He tweeted, very simple. It was the other day. He says, you know, there we've always had launch angle and exit speed. We just know how to track it now. And yeah. it's, it's readily, easily available to us to monitor that now. Mm-hmm. There's always been exit speed and there's always been launch angle. We just understand it now and how to use it and how to, and basically how to utilize it in our training. So, you know, don't be so naive, folks. This has been going on for a long, long time. 
Um, even as way back as you know the the 20s when Babe Ruth was around, I'm, he had a phenomenal launch angle yeah. and now, phenomenal now, exit speed. Now, now he now he just sounds smarter. Yes, well, yeah. 98. Instead of just going, man, look at that guy hit that baseball. Now it's like, ooh, look at his launch angle. Exit <laughs> speed, so. Hey, you got to do a way. You got to find a way to be smarter. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm excited about today's guest. Um, uh, you know, we talk a lot about the mental approach to baseball. It, it's becoming. I think it's being talked about more because people are trying to understand why sometimes the struggles, and that's the unfortunate part is that we start looking for excuses for struggles versus just, hey, you know, you're human, you're struggling. But I'm excited about today's show because those are the things that I think we can understand more as coaches and parents and players, of course. So before we get to our guests today, I want to remind everybody to make sure you check us out at youthbaseballtalk.com. That is our website. It's where you can find this episode. You can find the past episodes. As I've mentioned in the past, please feel free to to listen back to all the old episodes. We've got a little Netflix thing going on. Uh, Downloads every week from the shows we did two, three years ago. I'm going on three years now. So um, we appreciate that greatly here. Again, the content never gets uh, outdated. It's just older you know and 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 some of it is still great stuff the guests were amazing then they're amazing now so we do appreciate that greatly check us out on social media because that is how we're growing the show uh, no doubt about it it's because it's our way to reach you guys on a consistent basis so following us on twitter is a big help at podcast baseball is where you'll find us there simply type in youth baseball talk at facebook and like our page Uh, our only ask of you is when you see the stuff from us whether it be on twitter or facebook if you could share it to help us get the message out just in an effort to reach all the great baseball people. That would be phenomenal. Lineupmedia.fm, the fastest-growing podcast company on the planet. All their support is greatly appreciated. Our producer, Brian Crock, puts the show together, all the segments, uh, makes Spiker and I sound like we have professional radio voices. Um, Brian's the man. Yeah, thank you, Brian, for sure. But, um, you know, again, it's just proud to be part of Lineupmedia.fm. They take your entertainment time very seriously. I encourage you to check them out today. Uh, if you're a podcaster, and you obviously are, you will find another show that is worth your entertainment time. Um, uh, excited, excited about this this next guest. And, you know, Spiker, I'm going to let you take the reins here mm-hmm. uh, and welcome in your friend because uh, this is really your your kind of baby here. So. Yeah, C.J. Betty. Um, he, is, uh, he's, he is a great motivator. He is on Instagram. He's getting – he's motivating young individuals and – how he how he started was his video with the grind and it's a video that is talking about the baseball um the baseball journey and how each time you go through um the steps it's another stepping stone and i'm very intrigued to hear his his um what he has to say because he is a life coach, um, he actually does music too. I don't, I don't know if you oh, know I'm that. A, we're gonna need to find out that connection. Yeah, we gotta find that, that connection. Yeah. Um, but he's always looking. I into, think of Bull Durham. You yeah, know, I know. Nobody's weary. Nobody's wearing a dress. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, on the road, on the bus. Yeah. You know, that's what I think. He was a minor league guy, yeah. so you wonder if there was a lot of guitar playing on the bus. Yeah, but the thing is, it's not. It's not a guitar. He's a rapper. <laughs> oh well, <laughs> yeah, there, I, we there can handle is. that too. Well, let's get him on the line. All right, CJ, you there? Yes, sir. I am. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, so I, I briefly talked about your video, the grind, um, when you were with the Washington Wild things, and it was kind of one of your big, your big videos that actually just exploded. I wanted to get your take on it and kind of hear what what your thoughts were behind that video and how you how you came up with the idea, and it was while you were playing, correct? Uh huh. It sure was. And so what what prompted you to make that video and then it it kind of launched your career? Could you explain a little bit um, further? 
Yeah, yeah, no problem. Well, first, first of all, thanks for you know giving me this opportunity to speak on this platform, man. It's, it's an honor, man. But um, when I was uh, when I was with the Washington Wild Things, I was kind of heavy. <clears throat> Excuse me, I was heavy into to creating my my, my motivational videos and wanting to reach the world. You know, that's that's my mission to try to touch as many people I can. Uh, before, you know, I leave this earth. So I just said, I'm reaching a lot of people through my videos, but I want to capture something that I'm experiencing at the moment. And when I I thought about it, I had this light bulb moment one day, we were traveling up to Joliet to play uh, the Joliet Slammers in the Frontier League. And I just said, it was one of those mornings where it was like 5.30 in the morning and we've been traveling all night to get there. And I saw, and I, I saw how everybody was just tired. You had guys on the floor on the bus. You had guys. Anyway, it was like my Spike Lee came out, and I said, "You know what? I'm gonna capture this, and I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna tell the world." And you've had, you've had a knack for um, reaching the youth. Uh, you, you started out with with talking with colleges, and and you still do that, but you have an absolute knack of connecting with the youth players. I, I, see, I see on your Instagram, you're, you're having players sending you videos of um, your songs and they're just getting inspired. And why, why is it that you, you're, very, you're very good at connecting with the youth players? Well, I would, well, youth is my focus, it's always been, and I, I just love to have fun. I guess that's my inner kid that's inside of me. And uh, it comes out. I love to see children smile. I love to see, I love to help cultivate that, that culture and that movement because they are our future. And I said, why not create something that could, that, that has me and my element connecting with the youth. And, and, and that's how, that's how it started, man. But you know, the youth is where the youth is where it's at. You know, uh, uh, CJ, this is Jim. I, you mentioned a word in there that I want to that I'm curious and and when I see your stuff it makes me wonder did you notice maybe some fun being taken out of the game and and maybe the need to try to help bring it back yeah you, you know what that I'm glad you pointed that out I mean you see that now so much in travel ball and all the showcase baseball that you say you see things that you normally didn't see anymore back back when I played yeah we wanted to win but there, you know, everybody gets rings every weekend now. Everybody gets big trophies every weekend now, whether they placed or not. And people's putting a lot of emphasis on the winning, the winning, the winning. That there's there's no there's nobody really growing the individual too much. There's nobody that's saying, hey man, let's let's bond together as a great team and worry about the wins and losses last. You know, so that's 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 one that's one uh, one of the reasons right there. And you're and you have fun with it. And uh, like another video that we ended up um, end up seeing on Tournament Guy for Facebook, like you end up just talking with these players and you're giving them yeah. a motivational talk. But then if you go down in your feed on the Instagram, you actually see another video of you guys just having a ball. And uh, I mean, you, you're traveling from ballpark to ballpark across the United States, and um, you correct, you're in you're in Houston right now, right? Yes, yes, and, I'm actually in Houston. And so, what what are you doing in Houston currently? Yeah, my uh, my girlfriend my girlfriend is uh, is a pro softball player, Brianna Cherry, and she plays for the Houston Scrapyard Dogs. And I, this is my time 
this is my time away from the TBM for mm-hmm. a little bit, but uh, the, I, I decided to come down here and meet some of my TBM family members as an appearance and to, uh, to see and visit my girlfriend. Gotcha. And then what, what, what's your goal when you go into um, a team when you get invited and, you, and you're speaking? Like what, what's, your, what's your main purpose when you head into that and head into that talk? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is just making sure I try to connect with everybody I can, every, everybody in the room. You know, uh, that's always a great speaker's goal is to be able to have some lasting connection or create uh, not, not an event but an experience that connects everybody in that room to try to get on one accord and that's to better their lives or to reach for success. And what, what for coaches, for them, when they head into their talks, when they have that pregame talk, that postgame talk, I know when I, when I try to speak with, with my players, um, I, the, it's almost like it's a balancing act to make sure that um, I'm not being too overly aggressive or be too passive when talking. Like what, what's a good recommendation for a coach when um, he heads into speaking with, with their team? Well, I, I, I mean, the best advice I would have for a coach is to, to first, whenever, despite being into the industry five or six years for that coach, humble yourself to the point where if you want to have a better team, better team chemistry, a lot of people have to really get to know their players. Uh, really get to know your players because then that way you'll be able to understand what type of message you need to to um, to bring forth to your players before that that pep mm-hmm. talk. Because a lot of times, what was what was made for last year's team is not made for this year's team. You probably can't talk to them that way. So you have to be able to connect with each and every one of your players. So then you can cultivate. You can not cultivate. You can create a message that reaches them all. You know, CJ, for me, I'm a big life lessons through the game of baseball guy. That's, you know, that's me. That's, that's, I'm, I'm a competitor. I want to win. I, I get labeled sometimes as like I don't care about winning and, you know, because I talk so much about development. But if you know me at all, I'm a very competitive guy and I want to win. So as a coach, I actually went through a transformation as a coach and as a parent of understanding that winning wasn't everything. And I, and I was proud of that transformation because I'm sure at the very beginning I did not do a great job of the balance. But finding mm-hmm. that balance of competitiveness and winning is a tough thing because not everybody's on the same page. What would you recommend to our families and kids out there, a, a way maybe to find that balance? Because, listen, there's nothing wrong with winning. I mean, everybody likes to win. I mean, I, that we don't want that participation <coughs> trophy mentality, but – we also have to do things the right way. What what would be a recommendation from you on finding that balance? Well, I mean, that's a great question, man. And one thing that I learned that even though as a coach and you can own an organization, be an owner of a travel ball organization or a team, but one thing is no matter what you do, you, you have to make sure in that situation you built it up right. Know what you're going to do and – and if you're going to build that, you got to stick to that mold. What I mean by that is it's hard to be able to make every parent happy. It's hard to be able to make everybody see the vision that you have for your organization. So for a guy like me, for a guy like me, I built it on growing the player. You know, I, I tell my parents before they sign up to play for a team that I coach, I say I'm focused on building the player. Uh, of course, I'm going to teach them how to compete. I'm going to teach them how to win, but I'm also going to teach them how to lose. Because if you only think about winning, 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 
when they lose on that field, that baseball field, they'll 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 lose they'll lose the battle in life because life is going to give you more losses than wins. And that's why I like baseball because I feel like baseball is the most comparable sport to life. You know, with all the failures that you might encounter. Yeah, there's there's the big word. I mean, there's the million dollar word to make her in it failure. Yeah. I mean, that is yeah. you know, a, 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 you know, I'm sure you're familiar with Steve Springer and his work. I you know, he talks about redefining what failure is. Uh, to a parent, mm-hmm. a lot of times, failure is striking out or, or not, or not, or being on the mound and walking a guy. You know, Steve always says that's not failure. <laughs> failure would be quitting or giving up or not giving your mm-hmm. best effort or, or, you know, failure is not striking out. That's part of the game. It's going to happen. <clears throat> if you're doing this right and if you're giving an effort, you know, and, and again, it sounds, it sounds right and it sounds good. How do we? But you know what? You, I, I'm sure. You know. Listen. You do a great job, but I'm sure there's got to be times for you and Steve Springer and and myself and Spiker when we're standing there and we're talking to whether it be parents or kids, and man, we can tell the light bulb's not going off. You know, why is it so hard? You think sometimes to reach people about what's right versus what's popular. Man, it's so many variables that goes into that. Even as uh, just as a teacher, as anybody. You know, I always tell uh, one of my speakings at my some of my speakers that you, the people that are listening today, you're motivational speakers. Your, your audience just might be one or two. Everybody motivates somebody. But the thing about it is what I talked about at the Mohegan Sun Coaches Convention last year. You have to connect with your players. John C. Maxwell said, said it, and he said it best. You have to connect before you correct. And that's what I talked about and expound on in baseball, in the baseball language is, you know, you have to sit there and really make sure you understand because everybody has a different upbringing. We can't look through one set of eyes like they should have it by now. They should have it by now. No, I told you two and three times, but everybody's built differently. Maybe, have you not thought about, maybe you just need to become a better communicator and not stay fixated on what has been a success in the past and learn how to evolve as a coach so all of your players can get the message. Wow. Connect before you correct. You went deep yeah. on us there, yeah. man. You got both of us looking at one another going, man, that's good. That's straight fire. That is straight fire. That is good stuff. Um, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, no, I, you know, and that's the thing. I, You know, I think about you speaking at the Mohegan Sun, which is a very well-respected, mm-hmm. well-known, one of the better uh, coaches clinics in the country, and and um, mm-hmm. you know, you think about these things. You know, here you are, and you know, you find yourself talking to groups like that that have some of the most influential baseball people in the world in that room. And then, and mm-hmm. then, or, or you may have the chance to talk to one kid, or you might talk to a coach or a team. And you know, Spiker and I have spent many, many, a, many a day kneeled down or on a bucket in front of ten kids looking at us for something, <laughs> anything, yeah. you know. And sometimes uh-huh. you find yourself. And, and Spiker, I, I, you know, I'd, I'd love your thoughts too. I, sometimes you find yourself reaching for something, just you know that you need to find something to connect with them, and you struggle as a coach or as a man, yeah, just to mm-hmm, connect mm-hmm. sometimes because this game just beats you up, man, and and you yeah. you hurt for your kids and you want them to do well, but then you don't want to baby them and you don't want to make them think mm-hmm. it's okay. I mean, it, it's a struggle. That's str- you know they say the struggle's real. Well, let me tell you something. It's <laughs> you know when you're a coach, man, sometimes you live with those kids on the field, and I know parents don't see that sometimes, but. Finding the right words or, or feeling like, hey, I've got this one opportunity to make a difference, 
And I think about all the people's lives that you've made a difference in. I mean, where do you find that motivation and where do you find those words sometimes? A lot, a lot of the times what really motivates me is, well, my, my family, you know, we always say as a motivation speaker, instead of saying what motivates me, we like to say, what's your why? What are you doing it for? Why do you do what you do? What's the point? And whenever you find out in life what your why is, then that's what's going to, that your why helps to propel you past I'm tired, past I don't feel like it. Your why keeps you in the gym for more. Your why makes you run more laps, show up early and leave late. And my why was my family. I saw how much they invested into me as a baseball player. My why was wanting to give back to my community what was given to me. So a lot of the fire that comes into me as a speaker or as a player or as a scout or coach goes into let me give it my best because opportunity is not promised to anybody. So you just got to take advantage of it. And one thing that I love about you, CJ, is that you have this gratitude about you. I I saw one of your videos where you're speaking with um, your alma mater and you were talking about, or I think it was Wake Forest. You were talking with Wake Forest and you had your jersey from the Cardinals when they drafted you in 2009 um, in the beginning. And you said, you know what, I was was very results driven but at the end of the day, I had a lot of gratitude for it and just shows that you're very thankful for where you are currently. I mean, w- how does gratitude play? I know that we're talking, this is youth baseball talk, and we're talking about um, the youth side of things and we're ta- with 8-year-olds, 9-year-olds, but then we start getting into the 12s and 13s. What, how, how, do you, how do you relay that gratitude towards the younger, the younger groups? Well, I think... I think- I think the gratitude, really what, I, really what I focus on with the younger groups when it comes to gratitude and being humble and making sure you go out there and being thankful for everything, I, I, that's, I, I think that embodies a great teammate, a great teammate. And that's what, that's what you can tell and build inside of the youth to help them understand. Be a great teammate. Be accountable. Be respectful. You know, go out there and be play, selfless. Play like it's your last. Be self. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you be that type of a person, and I think that gratitude will automatically be attached to a great teammate if you're building them up the right way as a coach. Now, when with at the North Carolina, when you when you talked with uh, your alma mater, um, you you had this. You had this speech where it was very interesting. I've never, I have never seen it. Um, on, I, all the videos I've seen, I've never seen this done, where you actually grabbed one of the players and you had him sit in a chair and you got him super uncomfortable. And you got, yeah, it was, it was, it was uncomfortable. I'd be like, dude, that would be out. I'd be totally How old was out. He? No, he was, it was, he, he was in college. I bet okay. you, I don't know if he was a freshman. I mean, the fresh, if he was a freshman, I'd be like, I feel so bad for him. He's like, what is this guy doing to me? But it was, it was, it was awesome. Like you had him sit down and then you had his two teammates come up real close to him and right next to his, his face. And mm-hmm. you you started going on this this blinders deal. Could you could you explain and and kind of go a little bit more in depth with that talk and what you're trying to do? So I'll, I'll set it up. There are two players, one player or three players. One player was sitting in the chair. Two other two teammates were right next to him, like literally right next to him. And the player was looking straight forward. He couldn't see to his left and he couldn't see to his right. Go ahead, CJ. Explain a little bit more. Yeah, the title of that of that uh, speaking was "Why Not You." 
But um, when I, in, in that situation, I just wanted people to understand that once I motivate you to say, why not me, and I'm going to go for the goal, you got to understand that you will still no longer – the odds are not in your favor to reach that goal or success because you don't, you don't have the right people around you lifting you and building you up to get there. You're hanging with the wrong crowds. You're hanging with the wrong players. And I wanted to use as an example that blinders come in the shape of people. And and the guy that was sitting in the chair was focused on going to his dreams, heading to his goals. And along the way, friends kept getting closer and closer to him that were toxic to his baseball career. And he was sitting in a chair to, uh, to show and paint the picture that he was driving to his goal. But if you can't see out your left and right window because you got people so close to you as blinders, you can only see what's straight ahead. You can't see what's coming. And that's what I wanted to use as an example. Like, you got to start hanging with players in the baseball community that want to go far in life, that want to practice, that want to do this because they won't be blinders to you. They'll open up. Now you can see to your left and your right. And then you can see behind you because you have connected people. You have great teammates. You ha- you're hanging with the right people that has your back. You know, it's interesting. I, I hear you say that. I've said on the show before, and I, you know, more probably as a parent than a coach, but I, I tell my own kids. And, you know, um, not that I want my kids to be immune to what goes on in the world, but I've told them, you are who you hang out with. You know, yep. if you want to run with trouble, you're going to be trouble. And, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, it's hard for me to say that. And I'm going to be real honest here. Okay. I'm going to, mm-hmm. you know, I grew up in a neighborhood that was not the best. And I had some lifelong friends that, I mean, I, a couple of them are incarcerated. Mm-hmm. And, uh-huh. and let me tell you something. Um, when I was younger, I ran around with them. And we played a lot of sports together because that's what you did back then. You left the house in the morning, you went out, you played sports all day, and then you came home. But I used to say, for some reason, half of us would go one way and the other half would go another. But I look back on that, and I'll never forget um, that, you know, back then you knew all the police officers and everything. And, and they came to us one day and said, hey, these guys that you run around with, there's a reason they're in and out of juvenile detention. There's a reason we're always hassling them. You guys are running around with a rough crowd here. And you guys don't do this stuff. And and I remember looking at this cop when I was a kid. I want to say I was 12 years old. And I said, but we aren't doing anything wrong. And he said, yeah, but you are who you hang out with. And it's not going to be much longer. One of you guys is going to be in a store when these guys do something or you're going to be somewhere. And you're going to be in trouble whether you did something or not. And I'll never forget that. And I look at it today. Now, obviously, that scenario was a little different. Look at it on the baseball field. If you want to yeah. if you want to be around guys that don't work hard, you want to be around guys that that don't do things the right way, that don't want to do the extra work, that want to goof off when coach is talking. You may not be that guy, but if you're a coach, what do you only you only see what you see, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's that's true. If you got a lot that's of big true. dreams and you're, you know, I I tell my son this, you have to imagine that every game you play now, if this is what you want to do now, if you want to play baseball at the next level, the next level for him would be college. Every time you're out there, you have to imagine somebody's watching you. And if they're watching Uh you, you know, I ask him all the time. I'm like, if a coach came and watched you today, what did he see? Did he see you goofing around and doing this? And I hate to say this, but there's always those few players 
that are not playing catch the right way, that are joking around. They're talking about what they did last night. About, but then you look over and here's this other group, man, that are playing catch the right way and they're getting loose and they're they're practicing their steal, their their leadoffs. And you know, hey, listen, if I'm a coach and I go to that game, I know who I'm watching. You know what's crazy is that listen, going back to the Kevin Wilson show, he said one percent make it to Major League Baseball. One percent. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't, I don't. Sometimes I don't think the players know how hard it is, or they can't even like they yeah. can't quantify it. Would you say? Would you say that, CJ? Like they just can't quantify it. Yeah, they, they because I, I, once again, I, I one thing that I always find myself going back to as I got out of playing and on the coaching side is it showed me that you can't get upset at players for not understanding how to quantify one percent of people. Uh, that that play this game will make it to the major leagues. If you can't blame the players, that's that's the coach's job to to really bring that truth to life and finding out when to bring that. You know, at what age do you talk to them about that one percent? But it's the coach, you, you, the coach's job and the responsibility to say, hey guys, if you want to get to this level, this is how you need to practice. This is the this is the time you show up. This is the time you leave. And if the coaches are only talking about X's and O's, then what are we doing here? You, you know, you, what are we doing here? And that sounds eerily like a life lesson because, you know, yeah. let, let, okay, if you want to quantify this, we 1% is a really small number. That, that, that <laughs> I, 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 listen, I, w- I was told there'd be no math, so I, I don't want to do any math. <laughs> I don't even have to be very good at math to know that 1% is really small. Exactly. But, but exactly. here's the deal. But, but here is the deal. It's not everything, you know, relates back to life. So why in the world would you not, you know, feel good about what you gave to the game of baseball knowing that now that you might be in the workforce, that that's how you approach things? I would, I tell my kids all the time, I say, listen, if you go about life the way you go about baseball and if you go about baseball the right way, as a father, as a parent, I feel good about your chances. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, success, not just success. I mean, we all define success differently, but really more than anything, doing things the right way, making sure you're not doing things, cutting corners, being shady. You know, just let's face it, man, you get out of this game what you put in it, and life yeah. is the same way. I mean, it just is. I'm, you know, and, and some people may not like, but it's a fact. I'm sorry. It just is. It's the way it is. Mm-hmm. Sure is. Man, I'll tell you what, you do good stuff, man. I, you know, I, I would encourage uh, everybody out in the uh, out in the world, whether you're baseball. I mean, you don't even have to be a baseball person. I mean, you know, this is, you know, baseball for me, and I know Spiker's a lifer. You know, this guy say all the time, he's never had, <laughs> this guy's never had a real job. Although CJ, I'm not real sure you have either. I mean, you guys get to do what you guys are passionate about every day. Not that I don't, but my point is, you know. When when you're talking about impacting lives in more than just baseball, which both of you guys do, and you both do a great job, um, you know that has to be important to people. So you know, my, I would encourage everybody out there, you know, regardless of what your role is within the game of baseball, you got to check CJ out. So CJ, tell them all the best way to find you, social media, you know, where they can check out your stuff. Tell everybody all about you. Okay, I appreciate that, man. Well, I mean, just. For all you people that are that are uh, strapped to a ten-year, uh, three hundred million dollar deal to use Google the rest of your life, <laughs> just Google my name, CJ Beatty. 
and uh, you'll be able to uh, everything should be able to pop up from Instagram, the social media platforms that I'm using. Uh, you can follow me on all those other sites at CJ Beatty uh, 44 at CJ Beatty 44. Shoot me a DM, and I'll try to get I'll try to get to you as soon as I can. Yeah, I've got you up on Twitter here, just for our listeners, just for spelling, you know, for our spelling, spelling challenge yeah. people. It's I need that. CJ Beatty forty four. <laughs> that's CJ B E A T T Y forty four. Um, again, uh, the baseball motivator. Uh, and as he mentioned, you can get on there and you can get to cjbeatty.com. Uh, he's got some vine loops on here. I mean, I tell you what, there's nothing better than following guys like you who are just. My favorite is when guys like yourself are just driving along, just throw something up. You know, something came to yeah. your mind, something came to your mind, and you got to throw it up. And, you know, when you have an audience mm-hmm. like you do, I know that I appreciate guys like yourself that give of your time and give of yourself. You've impacted so many lives. Um, you know, I hope you keep doing it because we need more people like C.J. Beatty. And listeners, do do us a huge favor. Um, and I, I do this with a lot of my motivation stuff that that just gets me. If I'm in a down place, I I, I look at look at this stuff and get the notifications on his tweets and get the notifications on his um, Instagrams um, and kind of and check out if he's going to be speaking anywhere near you because um, he's the real deal, um, straight fire. You know what? You know who he? You know who he's a lot, lot like my friend Benji Molina that I do the Cardinal oh, show man. with Yachty's brother. Benji's, Benji's yeah. Benji's always putting out these. You know, Benji like tries to encourage people daily with like posts and things yeah. and reminding people about family mm-hmm. and what's right. You know, at this we, mm-hmm. you know, you can't have enough guys or gals doesn't mm-hmm. matter. You can't have enough people doing this. We need more of this in the world. We need yeah. more Benji Molina. We need, we need more CJ Beatty's. We need more Steve Springer. Mm-hmm. We need more people reminding us what it's about, how to go about you know achieving you know. I'd say all the time, man. I'm not going to be a dream crusher. I'm yeah. just not. Mm-hmm. I I understand mm-hmm. that. I understand that we have to be realistic and all this kind of stuff. But I like the "why not you" speech. I'm sorry, you call mm-hmm. it corny. You call mm-hmm. it whatever you want. I like the whole the whole Russell Wilson thing. Dad looking at him saying, "Why not you?" I love it. You know, uh, I like mm-hmm. the whole. I, I like all that. The Harbaugh's when the mm-hmm. dad who's got it better than us? Nobody. You know, I love that because you've got to keep it real to some yeah. degree. And I know that's a cliche to keep it real. I, I understand that, but. It's the truth, man. Yeah. I'm not going to be a dream crusher. If some kid tells me, Coach, I want to play in the big leagues, I'd say, then go get it, big boy. Mm-hmm. Go get it. Mm-hmm. Because along mm-hmm. the way, he's going to learn a lot about life. And what is wrong with that? Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah, surround yourself with the elite team. Elite you know. team of five where you have those notifications. And um, you might not be able to meet them at person um, right then and there. But if you got their notifications, you got their tweets. Well, and you, that's you what it. I like about guys like CJ. Yeah. You you don't – I mean, again, if, if you're fortunate – I always say this all like about Stone, mm-hmm. you know, Justin Stone. If you have the opportunity to go see him speak because it's, cause it's, it's, it's uh, not easy for you. But if, if they're somewhere you're at, take the time and go mm-hmm. see him speak. I would say the same thing about CJ. Mm-hmm. If he's speaking somewhere or you're somewhere, then go meet him in person. But the great thing about these people like CJ and Springer and yeah. Justin Stone and, and the stuff you do on Tourney Guy, thanks to social media, you, you kind of feel like you know these guys. <laughs> CJ, you got to feel that way when, with all your fans and all the people. There's, mm-hmm. I, I can only imagine a number of people that come up to you that probably feel like they know you. Yeah, yeah. Then that's, that's why I call it the TBM family, man. I mean, I post stuff. I, I tell people, why do you call it a family? Well, because I like to think that everybody that follows this account is in the right headspace to say that I want to better myself. I want to get better mentally. I want to get better with my baseball. And they're there for that. So I said, you know what? Let me talk to them as family. And I post stuff 
as family. Like if I'm talking to my little brother or my little sister, this is what you need to do. Because we're all a family and we're just trying to get to that that, that one goal. Well, I, I can tell you that, you know, and again, this is just just throwing this out there. You do an unbelievable job. The stuff that you do for kids and, and families and and just people in general out there, you're making a huge difference, you know, in people's lives. That's got to be a good feeling for you, but I know it's extremely genuine. Um, and, it, and, and, you know, this show is important to me. It's important to Spiker. We're trying, you know, we really are. We're trying to do something here and provide just some general information to people. Um, it's guys like you that kind of motivate. I, I know for me it does. I mean, it motivates me to mm-hmm. say, you know what, I, people may, you know, listen, I'm not stupid. There's people that have listened to our show and they've turned it off and they said, you know what, I, I, you know, these guys, you know, they're what's wrong with the whole thing. What's wrong with winning? I, my kids, I'm not listening to this crap. I had a guy one time, CJ, call me a communist because I said that winning wasn't what? Yeah, I'm what's wrong with America. <laughs> it's a true thing. I got oh, it. It's your mentality that's going to lose us the next world war. That's what he said. I swear <laughs> to you, that's what he told me. Yeah. You know, and, oh, and you know what wow. I sent him back? I sent him back. I said, hey, you want to meet me somewhere and play a game of 21? I'm the worst basketball player you've ever seen in your life. You want to come play me? Because I, you won't beat me. Oh, get out of here, Chrome. You, you, won't, can, you, you can dunk. You will not score a point against me because I will, I will defend you to the cows come home. You won't score a point. I won't score either. I'll show you how much I don't care about winning, okay? But, but again, it's guys like you that make me un- know that we're doing the right thing here. So, CJ – from Spiker, from everybody here at Youth Baseball Talk, from all of our families and parents and coaches out there, I know they're all excited uh, to, to, to hear you speak and are going to look for you. But thank you for what you do for the community. Thank you for what you do for the youth baseball world. And, man, keep doing what you're doing. We need more C.J. Beatty's out there. I appreciate you. I appreciate you guys for having me on, man. It was an honor. It was a privilege and one one big opportunity. No, absolutely. Hey, you're welcome anytime. You ever got something you want to share, you get a hold of me or uh, Spiker, and, and you just you can hop on, even if it's for a couple minutes, because you say, you know, i got to get something off my chest. You do whatever you want to do, my friend. <laughs> All right? I got you. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. All right. Take care. All right. See you, CJ. CJ Beatty. I tell you what, man, when you told me he was coming on, and, and I was, and, and I was, you know, obviously we're familiar with him and stuff, but, yeah, you know, we get a guy on. you got to go make sure you're not dumb, right? And mm-hmm. fought. He good dude, man. Oh, I mean, man. just – we need more, like I said, man, we need more C.J. Beatty's. We need more Benji Molina's, you know? Uh, uh, Stones, the Springers, like, that's my elite team, man. Uh, I'll that, tell you what, That's man, my elite some, team. Like, good. We, go, we go into battle with each other. That's, that's, that's what's awesome about it. Well, you know, it takes a village. Isn't that a term that people use? Yeah. I hate to use cliche terms, but I think that's one of them. But uh, it does, that's for sure. Um, great stuff from CJ, and again, uh, Spiker, great job with that one. That was a good one. That Thanks, was Chrome. Hey, that was your that was uh, uh. that was your first foray into like I'm gonna set up a guest. I'm gonna get the questions going. I'm gonna do it, man. I got my feet wet. I'm man. feeling more and more. I'm, I'm feeling more and more comfortable. About, like when I say, you know what, I'm gonna be off today, and Spiker can take it by himself. You know, are you time. in that massage chair over there? Is that what's going I, on? I need to be, man. <laughs> tell you. you need it, man. You've been on the field running tryouts in hundred degree heat, <laughs> which a uh, little lead into our next show. I know we did. Uh, we talked a lot about tryouts when high school season was rolling along but uh, uh, what i can tell you is tryouts for select and travel ball and youth baseball are a whole nother animal so our next episode um, i'm looking forward to i'm going to interview spiker on our next em- oh, episode boy. so uh the next one that you guys hear from us will we're going to really get a perspective from a guy that does it right 
um, I got some questions for him. There I'm not even going to share them with him beforehand. I want some off-the-cuff answers. So. If, you, if you want a prelude, um, we actually posted a small video. I don't know if you've it. Seen was it was good. Yeah. It was great. A small video on tryouts. Uh, Ryan, who yes, Ryan. Um, has been here. Tell you what, man, he's bringing it. His videos are good, man. Yeah, he's He does a great job. I mean, next thing you know, he's going to do we'll some have to bring him in here. Do some speaking gigs Yeah, or we're going to have to bring him in here and interview him. Yeah. He, does, he does. Listen, I, I'm a big Ryan fan. You know that. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good stuff, but hey, make sure you guys check out CJ Beatty forty four. Uh, cannot, um, uh, cannot recommend a guy more. Uh, again, you, you mentioned it. We've had some great guys on here. We we need more of those guys. Um, right now, we're going to uh, take it on over to our friend and yours, Kurt McNabb, the uh, the great Kurt McNabb. I like to say mm-hmm. this guy again. You can hear it in his voice. The guy loves baseball, yeah. and he's passionate about what he does. That if you know him at all, and again, all you got to do is hear him, okay? What he's passionate about is trying to get it right. I mean, he knows just like we do that, you know, we don't know for sure anything, really. Like, you know, we're just all out here on this, in this, in space trying to figure things out. But here's a guy that's passionate about, you know, trying to do it right, researching, getting connected. Talk about getting connected. This guy's, you know, he is yeah. trying to yeah. put himself in a situation of where he's at and what he's trying to do to be around some of the best people at trying to do it right. See, there's a big difference between trying to do it right and just trying to, at all costs, just do it. Sell your soul. Yeah. This guy's trying to do it right, and that's why I respect Kurt. Kurt and great choice from our friends at the Rope Trainer mm. to bring you the Rope Report each and every week. So, right now from Dirtbag Baseball Nation, we're going to take it on over to Kurt McNabb and hear what he has to say for this week's Rope Report. Take it away, Kurt. Hi, everyone. Great show today, Jim. And I hope you and the guys all had an excellent week. I also hope our dirtbags and members of the Rope Trainer Revolution enjoyed your weeks as well. If you're tuning in for the first time, then welcome to the the Rope Report, brought to you by myself, Kirk McNabb, Dirtbag Baseball Nation, and the rest of the team over at the Rope Trainer. We are your arm care specialists, since that is our number one mission, vision, and goal every day. We're here to teach you how to use your entire body in order to take undue stress off your arm during the throwing motion. Last week, you'll remember, I spoke about learning how to understand and feel your entire body and arm throwing and or pitching. This week, I want to get talking about learning what I teach all my players and especially pitchers to focus on while throwing. I teach my players and pitchers to focus on hitting the dime inside the glove of their partner or catcher. Now, you're going to be thinking, why a dime? Well, my answer is threefold. I want to keep this game simple and not overwhelming for my players. Remember, one of my earlier episodes that I hate coaches who use buzzwords to sound good, but ultimately end up confusing and overwhelming their players. Two, every player knows what a dime is and actually looks like. So therefore, they can actually visualize in a relaxed frame of mind and body what I'm asking them to throw to. I like them to use a lace and the bottom of the glove is their dime. The reason is that if they're pitching and can hit the dime regularly, that should mean the pitch is at the bottom of the strike zone and their success rate should go higher. Three, I, and most importantly, they can actually get back in sync and rhythm during every game and practice quickly and efficiently because they know that the object is to hit the dime every time they throw the ball. Plain and simple. Now, You all know I'm about pushing you mentally to learn this game so that it becomes easier for you to create sustainable success 
at whatever level you're playing presently as well as into the future. So let's dive in a little deeper about why I like hit the dime as my focal point when throwing or pitching. Most coaches or parents usually end up saying or teaching players to hit the target, throw to the glove, or some even say, hey, use fine focus. Well, hearing these phrases makes sense until you stop and think about it. One, what is your target? I assume most times they're talking about the glove, but you really can't be 100% sure. Could be something else like their mask, shin guard, or their chest. Two, throw to the glove. Well, if you're pitching to the glove, remember, it's a pretty big and takes up a lot of the strike zone already, even if it's set up at the bottom of the zone. Realistically, as you get older, that's not a good way of setting up for sustainable success either. Three, you've got the fine focus. Well, what is it you're actually thinking about fine focusing on? It really, it doesn't give you a visual when you think about it. So what I found out by asking thousands of pitchers and players over the years is that these phrases and teachings actually create lazy habits mentally and physically. The other issue I have with them is that most young players' margin for error with most but not all of your throws or pitches is about 10 to 20% off when we're playing at full speed. So that means if you're thinking about hitting the glove or a general target with your pitching and miss 10 to 20%, you're going to end up throwing a ball to the entire hitting zone, which obviously doesn't make a lot of success or sound like it's going to be very successful. If you learn to focus on something the size of a dime inside the glove and miss by 10 to 20%, you're still ultimately going to hit the glove. And as you improve to the point of being able to regularly hit the dime, man, you're going to end up being a big-time pitcher or player. Just makes sense. I want to stop right here for this week and not overwhelm you anymore. Keep it simple, replay it if necessary, and think Hit the dime, hit the dime, hit the dime. Because next week, I'm going to talk about how I teach my players to throw to the dime. So be sure to continue following along with us here on the Rope Report. Remember that you're not always going to have a friend around to work on our throwing and pitching drills. But don't panic, because now you can still get your work in with the best throwing body in the game. That's right, I recommend using the Rope Trainer, because the Rope never complains it never misses a throw, and it won't ever give you a bad throw back. If you don't already have your own rope trainer, you can purchase one by going to www.theropetrainer.com. Be sure to enter Dirtbag5, the number 5, Dirtbag, the number 5, at checkout. So we know you heard about it from listening to the Rope Report right here on Youth Baseball Talk. You can also contact me personally by email at kirkmcnab, the number 29, at gmail.com, or by phone at 226-821-2402. Again, 226-821-2402 to discuss or find out more about Dirtbag Baseball Nation's throwing program, as well as all our other affiliates. 
please like us and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Dirtbag Baseball Nation as well. And until next week, I want you to continue to hit that field and get dirty, all you dirtbags. Good stuff as always. Again, you can hear it. You know, the guy is passionate about what he does. I'm, I'm sorry, but again, I said it once. The, the guys over at the Rope Trainer could not have picked a better guy to do the Rope Report every week than Kurt McNabb. And, and again, I know at some juncture they're going to have John do some stuff, Smoltz, who doesn't want to hear from a Hall of I Famer, know, right? I know. Again, when, when a Hall of Fame guy speaks up, you're going to listen, and you should, I would think. Um, you know, but again, I, you know, their owner, Earl Perrin, who kind of sits in the background a little bit, you've never met a guy more passionate about something and it's not yes it's his business but he does other things he molds kids for basement stuff this guy's a great guy he's passionate about this because it's necessary and it's needed so i appreciate that you know when you stick it out there and say you know what right now what we have is a bunch of success with this product let's test it mm-hmm. let's make sure that we're and and you know i couldn't have been happier for them that it shows it's it, it is a quality product that can help and everybody needs to check it out ropetrainer.com uh you know we've mentioned justin stone today on the show numerous times you guys know him you you listen to him you check out his stuff make sure you check out elitebaseball.tv and see what justin's got going from week to week but you can hear him right here on youth baseball talk so let's take it on over to justin stone for his elitebaseball.tv training tip of the week Justin Stone here from EliteBaseball.tv, and I'm going to go back to doing a mechanical section here today, just because we haven't done it in a while. And this is a question from a listener that asked me, when they do lessons, they often hear parents, players, talk about the early back dropping of a shoulder. That's, that's a cue that goes back as long as baseball instruction goes back. We don't want to dip our shoulder. I don't want my back shoulder to collapse early. You're swinging up on the ball. And I want to clarify that for our listeners and viewers today, and we'll both be able to do it if you're just listening to me in a car, you'll get a full understanding, but try to check out the video and see the illustration as well. You have to understand that the back shoulder has to drop in every swing in order to get you on plane with the pitch. Now, players that don't dip their back shoulder at any point actually pull themselves out of good posture and pull their bat out of the hitting zone early. But what you'll often see with that cue of, hey, keep your back shoulder level or stay downhill in an attacking posture or you're dropping your back shoulder early, simply what that means is we're out of sequence and we lack scapular resistance. The first thing I do is I go back and look at a player's tempo. Are they simply going too fast in the load stride process where they run out of time and can't get in an efficient upper body load? That's where the elbow is going to elevate and pull back flexing the muscles around the scapula and pinching them to the spine. Remember, this is the mechanism that keeps the front shoulder closed. So if I lack that scapular resistance that we call a scapular load, then what's going to happen is the rear elbow is going to collapse early, dropping the back shoulder early. And this is happening before the stride foot hits the ground, and mean the upper body or torso begins to rotate early off of the ball. When this happens, we're powering the swing from the upper body, versus using the kinetic energy from the legs and the ground up through the core and out the back. So in order for us to sequence the swing with our lower body, the strongest muscles first, I have to maintain our scap load while the lower body starts its drive. Then, and we get into more advanced instruction here, now we see how the body efficiently uses the core and rotates in an efficient manner to attack from underneath the baseball. We know now that we're trying to get on plane with the pitch. And the height of the pitch will determine the amount the torso 
is going to tilt in order to get me on plane with that ball. The higher the ball, oftentimes you'll see me a little bit more upright in my posture. The inside shoulder is always going to tilt. In my body, you're going to see me bending at the oblique in a position that we call lateral tilt. As my lower body begins to fire, and my upper body is still resisting or pulling back. Now we have this tug of war at the core that completely enables the core to get maximum tension and thus using the strong muscles around my midsection to, in order to help power the back. That is also the same thing that's getting me on plane to attack from underneath the pitch. The hard part isn't necessarily getting a player to start in that posture. The hard part is maintaining it so my bat stays in the hitting zone through an extended period of time. So when you look at me, I get players that like, they, they like doing a high T drill because it fits in with their posture and they rotate almost level with the ground. And very rarely is I, am I ever going to have a swing that the bat is going to be parallel to the ground. That would be a high pitch up into your chin that I hope you're not swinging at anyway. And even in that case, your hands are going to probably be a little bit higher than the barrel. But the lower the pitch then, if I get to the top of the zone, my hand's definitely above the barrel. And the lower the pitch, you're going to see more tilt. And that shoulder line and the bat line really reflect one another almost parallel with each other. That is not parallel with the ground. So analogy I use when I'm showing players this is I don't want you rotating parallel to the ground. I want you to think you're almost rotating like the earth on its axis. So you see what I'm doing with my arms here, how I'm attacking underneath the baseball from below the ball, underneath it, and staying through the zone by maintaining that posture. I prefer having players do this on a low tee, as low as the tee will go, or getting a specially built tee that actually has the ball just knee height or even a little bit under. Forcing players to get into a good lower half setting and then setting their posture to not only attack from underneath the ball, but maintaining posture in order to stay through it. So you'll notice that my torso is going to be leaned in, chin over toes, versus being completely upright with the spine perpendicular to the ground. So that's the difference in an early dropping back shoulder, which we need to keep scapular resistance in order to fire the lower body first. And then we have to get the, the on-plane tilt with my torso that allows me to stay attacking underneath the ball and staying through it for an extended period of time. The drill I like for that, go to a low T drill. You're going to find yourself trying to enable the body to get to the correct posture in order to hit the ball in the air and maintain an effective bat path. Until next time, this is Justin Stone, and I'll see you on the field. And, of course, uh, as always, happy to have Justin Stone or sometimes when it's Travis Kerber uh, join us each and every week because the contributors are really what make the show. So thanks again to those guys at EliteBaseball.tv. One of the more popular segments anymore is the Ask Rick segment. Um, as it grows in popularity, it's becoming easier and easier with all the questions that roll in. We typically have been able to find some questions that kind of, and, and you've probably noticed this lately, um, you know, and I'm telling you this so that like, if we haven't asked your question, we're not shunning you. Um, typically, we'll get questions surrounding maybe the topic. So this week was no different. So let's take it on over now to Rick Strickland for his Ask Rick segment brought to you by St. Louis Pirates Baseball and Blast Motion. Take it away, Rick. Hey, Jim. Thanks again for having me on the show this week. And as always, very excited to answer some of the great questions that we get from the audience out there. Uh, this week's question was regarding um, uh, when it comes to youth baseball, would you categorize the need to motivate kids mentally or would it be more of an encouragement and have fun? Uh, hearing a lot about the mental side of baseball. Uh, basically, you've actually broken it down in, with that question to 
two categories, both as motivation uh, for mental uh, stuff and the also encouragement. I would actually say when you answer the latter, uh, would it be more for encouragement? You're actually dealing with a younger uh, a younger player, a player who's just out trying to learn the game, trying to play it, trying to have a little fun out there doing it, things that way. On the other side, when you look at the motivation side of it, you're probably looking at a kid that's a little bit more serious in the, in the sport, uh, that's trying to get himself to play high school baseball, maybe in the college and stuff like that. So it becomes more of a motivating factor of it. I will tell you this, that parents, that once you get to that 14, 15, 16 year age group, if you are having to do more of the motivation at that point in time, you're probably looking at a kid that's probably not going to be um, uh, a high caliber of athlete at this point. I think that you start to see trends and patterns in kids that really want to be as good as they, they can possibly be because they love the sport uh, that was introduced to them by their parents or friends or grandparents or whatever it is like that. They start to take ownership into that themselves, and so it becomes a motivating factor there. Uh, a lot of times because of this whole uh, uh, need to get college scholarships, a lot of people are, are pushing their kids into uh, the sport, and so motivation becomes a uh, a stronger factor in that point. I would always say that before uh, we ask people uh, to bring their kids over here, that it's basically something the kid wants to do. Uh, the easiest way to continue to drive and make yourself uh, a better player is to be a motivating, motivating factor. We deal with it sometimes on the recruiting side here. We have kids that, uh, um, you know, their whole motivation is getting recruited so that they can go to college. Not necessarily to play baseball at that school, but it's really to go to college. Now, I say that and they may disagree with me. But, uh, you know, when I look at it, I see it that way. You have some kids that come over here and they just really kind of ingrain themselves in the art of becoming a better baseball player. They're motivated to become the best baseball player they possibly can. Getting a scholarship is not the motivating factor. It's just becoming a better baseball player. So you have different categories, even on the motivating side, what's motivating this kid to be that. But what I've seen that's very consistent amongst all the players is that this, that players who are very, very, who end up becoming the best players are kids who, who really take ownership in the sport, understand the, the nuances of, of what they have to do both on the field and off the field, field to make themselves a better player. Youth groups at this point in time, you, you just encourage them, have some fun. You know, if the kid develops it to a point that you feel like he has the, the skill level to move himself on, then you might be pushing him a little bit and, and hope that this kid will, will motivate himself to become the athlete you want to become. So that's my take on um, motivation of kids, both mentally uh, and encouraging them. So keep the questions coming, Jim. I'm always happy to answer the questions from the audience as much as I can. I will tell you that uh, if anybody has questions, you can reach it, reach us at trainingwithrsb.com, reach us on Instagram uh, or Twitter or Facebook. Uh, Twitter account is that's when we have Facebook. Uh, look for Coach Rick Strickland um, and look forward to talking to you guys soon. Thanks, Jim. As always, talk to you guys soon. Great stuff, as always. I expect nothing less from our panel of contributors as they do a great job and provide you guys each and every week with some quality material. I hope you get something out of it. And, again, I do appreciate all the comments and stuff we get. If you want to do uh, send some stuff in, remember, it's info at youthbaseballtalk.com. Just send it on in. I'm happy to hear the emails. You know, we get stuff all the time and, and happy to, to help if we can. Uh, if we don't get back to you, please don't hesitate to say, hey, sent you guys an email and haven't heard back from you. You know, summer months are a little little rough around here. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> you know, it's rough. I, I got to be honest, it, you know, it, it, I was telling somebody that when I went from coaching and I thought, okay, I get to be a dad and just sit back now. But, man, I didn't realize 
you know these these high school age kids in the summer they play all week long it's during the day place. and you're I'm, struggling I'm ne- it feels like in the summer i'm never in the studio so you know, you know i got a, a, a friend of mine's kids been out of town been to lake point three times for week-long tournaments i'm like he's like i've never stayed in a hotel so much of my life and it's like gee many christmas but you know it, it, it's the dream you know they're living the dream oh yeah i mean there's nothing like like youth baseball, high school baseball. Yeah. No. Speaking of living the dream, you're doing it right now with all your tryouts yes, and, and your in your club, and it's a testament to you guys that you know. It's funny you were saying how busy you were. You have these large tryouts and you're dealing with all this stuff. It's a testament to what you guys do at Rawlings Tigers. I mean, yeah. You know, it's it, when 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 you've got that many people, and you know that's the hard part. And, and again, I'm going to save some of that because our next episode is we're going to we're going to get you're getting yeah, in deep I'm, waters. I'm, I'm going to save some of this for you um, again because I do respect you, how you do it, what you do, and, and I think our listeners should hear from a guy that does it right but is knee deep in it because you're not going to get any more truth than you're going to get from Spiker. So just a little tease there. Then on the next episode, um, if you're in that arena right now or you foresee yourself being in it in the near future, trying out for a summer team a travel team a select team uh whatever you guys call it and wherever you know it's called something different in different areas of the country regardless of what that may be um uh you're going to hear from the man himself and this will help that i know for a fact does a great job this will help with showcases too sure yeah i mean those are because those those are late under the fall yeah well you know i we've had a lot of questions about showcases and you know those are those are no different than anything else there's just like everything in life good ones bad ones necessary unnecessary should i shouldn't i you know do i should i stay or, you know the, a great band one said you know should i stay or should i go you know, so <laughs> it's a it, it kind of applies to, to some of the greatest song lyrics in history and we didn't ask him about the music oh, oh man. man next time cj's yeah, on we, we gotta ask him that's about, the first question yeah, we go so, to anyway um so uh yeah that, some of the greatest music lyrics can apply to sports and that's a good one for for showcases because uh, a great mind once told me, well, you go to a showcase to get exposure, but if all you're going to do is get exposed, maybe you shouldn't go. So there's, there's some interesting things there as well. <laughs> well. Deep, deep words, deep, deep words. That, that was my friend in yours, Rick Strickland, that said that to me. We should time, almost so. have like how many, how many song quotes can we go well, through we could, the show and that. then we have the fan, have the, have the listeners call them out, call them out. Yeah, we could do that. Um, <laughs> Anyway, good stuff, my man. Appreciate you. It's glad I'm glad to have you back in the studio. It gets lonely in here, man. It gets lonely in here. It's just me and Brian, and and you know he leaves me sometimes and goes off and does other things, and I'm in here all by myself just, talking to a microphone. Just you and the mic. Nobody listening, but 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 the but the recorder. Uh, hey, thanks everybody for for being a part of the show. Remember to check us out youthbaseballtalk.com. Follow us on Twitter. We are at Podcast Baseball. Hit us up on Facebook. Just simply type in Youth Baseball Talk. Our ask is that you like us, that you that you that you uh, follow us, share our stuff. Uh, make sure you check out lineupmedia.fm. We're so so proud to be part of the fastest growing podcast company on the planet. And of course, everybody here in studio at lineupmedia.fm, especially our producer Brian Crock, Biker Helms, Jim Cromer, Youth Baseball Talk. We'll see you guys next week. Tune in next week for another edition of Youth Baseball Talk. Subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to the show. Find us online at youthbaseballtalk.com, facebook.com slash youthbaseballtalk, or on Twitter at podcastbaseball. Plus, check out all of our podcasts at lineupmedia.fm.
This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.